following has been pre-recorded for your listening and dancing pleasure. This Doug and Daddy podcast brought to you by Cunningham's Journal. Cunningham's Journal, the only bar you need to know in Carney. The hundreds of just a like on Facebook or a comment or my phone's been blowing up, which is great. I appreciate it all. And I'm going to Mindanao to see some great basketball. Cause I, that's because you're Doug Duda. This is Central Nebraska's most listened to all sports radio station. I'm getting the tuna sandwich with lots of lettuce on it today. <laughs> you like the tuna sandwich. Oh, yeah. I'll like never it. have to fight you for that. Nope, that'll be mine. I will never have to fight you. That's for my that. favorite. That's, that's my go to sandwich. Your flavor is? Yes. All of them? Yes. Okay. A little spicier, the better. Okay. Because if I'm going to bite into something, I want it to kick back. So, you know, mild, eh, medium, eh, hot, yes. Yeah. As much as I hate to get away from the award-winning last five minutes yeah, there we go. Yeah. on this yeah. show, you're listening to ESPN Tri-Cities, 1460 and 1550 AM, and now 92.1 and 92.7 FM. You know, when you have this many papers, Jimmy, I don't know what happens to them. I don't know where they go. They just mysteriously disappear. But all these piles here went down. And not far enough. I'm going to do some cleaning on my side because I've got dates here that say uh, Texas San Antonio football. Now, coming to you live from the Midway Auto Dealership broadcast booth. Need a vehicle? Think Midway.com. Yeah, I try to do toast because sometimes I just don't have time to put in the toaster. It's been a lively little show so far. Um, certainly been worth everything I paid to listen to it. It's time for the Doug and Daddy Show. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Doug and Daddy Show here on ESPN Tri-Cities. Doug Duda, Jim Langan, producer Danny with you, as we are now without football for quite some time until we get to, you know, other leagues. But the NFL season has come to an end with a great Super Bowl, the Chiefs win, making most of the people in our listening area happy. And uh, we will talk about that. And there's a lot going on with Nebraska women's basketball. What a comeback yesterday in front of a sold-out Pinnacle Bank arena. And uh, things to just find out, figure out, love out. Just so much going on out there. And getting the win over Iowa and uh, Caitlin Clark got 31. She'll need eight more Thursday night when they go back home and she gets to break the record. Nebraska men, Creighton men and women, were all winners on the basketball court. So all right now in the NCAA tournament. And at the moment, you can say comfortably in because they're not on the 10-11 line right now. And maybe some would have them on that. But uh, Nebraska men don't play again until Saturday. Uh, the women have to play at number 5 Ohio State on Wednesday and we've got baseball, softball, wrestling, hockey, tons to talk about. Luke McNitt's going to join us. He had been on the staff down at the Arizona football uh, franchise. They have a coaching change, a conference change, and Luke's going to get out of that business, and we're going to talk to him about that and why, but also some of his uh, relationships down there at Arizona and helping turn that uh, program around. Ryan Bauer, Carney High Wrestling coach. They won districts on Saturday, and they're going to take 13 kids to state on the boys' side. The uh, girls also will take a handful, and uh, we've got state wrestling starting on Thursday in Omaha. But obviously, just want to get right to it, uh, Jimmy. What'd you think? 
Super Bowl 58. I thought it was a heck of a game. Really was well played. I mean, there was a couple turnovers by both teams. I was trying to think. Maybe Kansas City benefited with the punt. That turnover seemed to help quite a bit. They both kind of had set the exact same turnovers down there about the 10-yard line where they fumbled and looked like they were going to go in and maybe kick a field goal or have a touchdown, chance for a touchdown. Um, the spotting of the ball, I thought, maybe went to San Francisco. There were a couple spots that were close that uh, benefited San Francisco. But overall, I th- no one has to feel bad about costing somebody the game. Nobody got pass interference late in the game. Nobody fumbled a ball late in the game. Nobody, a field goal kicker, didn't miss a field goal mm-hmm. late in the game. You know, it was based on uh, San Francisco went down and moved the ball downfield, kicked a field goal, and Kansas City really looked good on that last drive. I mean, um, you talk about a quarterback that deserved maybe the MVP, but just the way he did the last drive, that was really, really something. The way they moved the ball down the field, and the guys were that open, uh, never close to an interception. Where San Francisco's drive, they had to get a holding penalty. They uh, just almost had an intercepted pass. It was more dangerous, their field goal drive was, but a pretty good game. How about you? I thought it was, again, you know, I use that expression quite a bit. I said, this is a 50-50 game. Well, hell, a game goes to overtime. I'd say that's, you know, a, a pretty good. How about you? What did you think of it? Well, the way things played out where that spread was was big for Vegas, wasn't it? Uh, because San Francisco uh, had it covered basically the whole game until the Chiefs took the lead. And then, uh, according to the Vegas line, it stayed under by half a point. Uh, I thought it was a really good game. Um, yeah, a couple of unfortunate things. I mean, obviously, the punt going off the leg of the Niner unintentionally, I don't know how you change that. Uh, I would like to say maybe they look at that rule and say, you know, as soon as it hit him there, that's just where it's down. But on the flip side of things, maybe then there's a way to fudge that rule that you could just stick your leg out and say, okay, it's down right here. So. That was unfortunate because it led to a Chiefs touchdown. There was a mixed extra point in the ball game that was huge because then you got to go for the touchdown instead of the field goal. Got to uh, change the way they played it. I agree. And, and those were a couple of things that I looked at. I, you know, again, I mentioned it Friday. Just don't even don't even take a shot at MVP. Just. Don't even do it. If you're going to do prop bets in the Super Bowl, don't do it. Because they're always going to give it to the quarterback now. I mean, if Mahomes – we were sitting there yesterday as the second half unfolded, and again, we weren't quite putting the points up. And he did have 333 and two touchdowns. I mean, and and it was a great drive and a big run there on fourth and one uh, in in overtime. So you can't just say sit there and say not, but if there was an opportunity for anybody to ever be the MVP, somebody else – Hell, Butker almost sure could have got it. Obviously, Moody could have got it. I mean, we got a Super Bowl record field goal, and I'm not saying that the kicker should have got it, but you had a guy for the Niners that had a throwing, a passing, and a, and a receiving touchdown, but and he probably would have got it had the Niners won the Super Bowl because right. Brock Purdy just doesn't get the same love as as Patrick Mahomes. So that was, you know, one of the things about it. But it was a fun game to watch. And as we look at our prop bets, Jimmy, did you go three and zero, four and zero? Four, yeah, four now because you had both teams uh, on the field goals. Jimmy had no touchdown in the first quarter. Bingo. Yeah, that was two both, one. Yeah, both teams to make more than make to make two field goals or more. The over yeah. under one and a half, and you got that one. And then uh, your other one was no one would ever have more than a fourteen and a half point lead, and right. the biggest lead was ten to nothing. But your hit, you hit your bet. You had a field goal. Uh, your fullback 
to catch a pass. Second play of the game, Second play of the game, guy goes for about 45 yards on the right sideline. <laughs> Hell, I thought he, then we thought, God, we should have bet him to win the MVP. Yeah. But, Doug, did you do okay on your other prop? I know you Just had the ones we talked you about You had the 49ers the to win, right? The Chiefs didn't score in the first quarter. And, and I thought, you know, the game kind of played almost opposite of what I thought, is that the Chiefs would take the lead, the Niners would come back and win the game. Uh, I did say Chiefs would not score in every quarter, so I got that right, but I missed the first two on uh, having the line there in the first quarter. Uh, would there be three consecutive scores by one team in the game? There was. Kansas the Chiefs City. scored three times in a row to end the second quarter, and then the two uh, scores to start the third quarter. Missed out on the shortest touchdown. Uh, the shortest touchdown was the touchdown that won the game, three yards. That was the shortest touchdown in the game. Will there be a safety? No, there wasn't. Um, we did talk about this. Were the Chiefs the first? The Chiefs weren't the first one to fifteen, were they? They never had the lead until overtime, right? No, yeah, it was yeah, thirteen. So they, the, they were yeah. thirteen, ten, and got behind uh, sixteen, thirteen. So we in, would there be a successful fourth down conversion? Yes. Would there be a successful two point conversion? We missed that one uh, because they didn't go for two. Uh, they could have, but never was in yeah. a position in the game to go for two. And then the the, the big one was the Kyle Uzcheck over three and a half yards receiving. Right. So I probably would have hit the big one and then probably lost a little bit on the rest of them yeah. combined. I mean, and people brag when they say they got the coldest beer in town. I'm telling you people right now, we had a pretty good year helping you out gambling. We had uh, we have a guy from Las Vegas come in and he gives you the fullback right off the start. And so any stat he had was going to win. Um, if you listened uh, to what I said, I said, hey, these teams' defenses are pretty good. There's going to be a lot of field goals kicked in this game. Now, I don't know how, how far you decided to go on that, but um, we were pretty dead on on that, Doug. And then, uh, you know, Doug, I picked the score at one time to be 19-16. to 16. Now, how, those numbers, I mean, if you played those numbers, if you played the your numbers and my numbers, in any combination, of I did that. have the winning score at twenty-five, just for the wrong team. Yeah, in that yeah, you get it. I that would have paid psychotic in yeah, Vegas. Yeah, could you imagine if the game ends up nineteen sixteen? You know, even if it's San Francisco, if you just play that combination, that's like four hundred to one odds. So we were pretty good about the field goals and uh, that. So I mean, not I mean, yeah, we're going to have our days where we don't do so well. So we might as well brag ourselves up a little bit today. But I thought together when we talked and we helped people out, and even when we had. Uh, um, the guy from the Mandalay Bay on Mike Perennial, he did give out the 49ers. He thought the 49ers would win. Um, I don't know. He went away from his betting the underdog all, all year long. He says bet the underdog, and we did that. And you take the under, and you take the underdog, and you probably would have won quite a bit during the entire playoffs. Betting the under and the underdog, you were going to come out ahead. Well, good Super Bowl already. Yeah. The Niners have been the early favorite to win the Super Bowl next year, but what fun is that? Stay away from taking anybody to win the Super Bowl for next year at this point. Yeah, unless unless it's a long shot totally. and you're yeah. out there. You know, if you're at a book and you want to say, I'm taking the Titans or I'm taking the Minnesota Vikings or I'm taking the Houston Texans or somebody like that, that might be a little bit of a longer play. The Denver Broncos, right. you, you go for it, but Man, don't be taking any of these favorites. Here, here's a stat, too, for people to understand. The Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl. All right. You could have bet them to cover yourself. If you really liked them, you could have bet this, them to win the Super Bowl this year. And when they just got into the playoffs, you could have done that. But you still could have bet them on the under and over on wins and losses for the season. 
because their total was under. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I mean, in Vegas, the over under. Yeah. So even all these teams like San Francisco, uh, I'm telling you right now, all these teams that were really good this year, they're going to have that escalated about a game. Betting the under, you're going to come out ahead. That's not true in college football. Usually, Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, Georgia, they all go over 10.5 wins or 10 or whatever that number is. But in the NFL, it's the other way around. And uh, so um, just something to think about when you're you're placing your wagers. One last thought before we take our first break here, because I mentioned it last week. When when I you know said that I liked San Francisco at the beginning of the year, but and I and I watched it the way it played out yesterday, he is not the same. But these Kansas City Chiefs are last decade's New England Patriots. They're doing it basically the exact same way. It doesn't really matter who's on the team, and as long as you've got the major pieces of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes sprinkled in there with the rest of the guys, the Chiefs are just going to find a way. And all they, as they proved this year, all now they have to do is get into the playoffs. They don't have to be the number one seed. They don't have to be fifteen and two or fourteen and three and and run the table all exactly. the year. They have found how to do this, and they're going to continue. I want to, to say one, one other thing about you too. And you made a really good comment the other day, and it's so true that if anybody listen, Doug said, listen. All these other prop bets you make, and you might as well just get right down to it. If you think Kansas City's going to win, you can almost put Mahomes down as your MVP. I mean, you don't have to bet the Chiefs to win. Just put down Mahomes as MVP. And probably the same with the – I think they might have gave it to the guy that threw the touchdown pass, but you had to know that. It was a tilt. What got him the MVP was throwing a touchdown pass, and that's because his – quarterback on his own team did not throw a touchdown pass you know so he's beating him you know with the touchdown passes but the quarterbacks I think those two guys were, were probably both heavy favorites to be the MVP of the Super Bowl now Juan Jennings who was the yeah, gentleman that, threw that had a shot at it yeah 400 to one see and that's something TNL irrigation they're not 400 to one they're a pretty sure thing they are like no other over 70 years taking care of farmers throughout the world and specifically here in the Midwest other irrigation companies trying to discover what TNL has known for decades. Continuous movement is the best way to irrigate while they would have you pay for complicated upgrades to get steady even water application with their high voltage electric systems. All of the TNL pivots and their linears are propelled safely and smoothly by powerful hydrostatic drives. Continuous movement isn't new. It's always been the TNL standard, so don't get talked into a reinvented wheel. Pick the proven original here in 2024. Go to TLIRR.com and see why TNL is like no other, or stop by and see your local TNL dealer in our area. That includes Ty Yost at Sutton Irrigation in Sutton. We're going to talk state wrestling when we return. Carney Wrestling Coach Ryan Bauer. When the passing of a family member occurs, too often loved ones have too little information on planning the funeral. Horner, Liskey, McBride, and Kuehl developed their website to provide both information and comfort, etiquette, and common sense. Visit hlmkfuneral.com. The more you know, the better they can provide additional comfort and guidance during life's most trying time. Horner, Liskey, McBride, and Kuehl Funeral and Cremation, providing steady, comforting service as they have for nearly 100 years. Escape Ordinary by heading to Cunningham's downtown or Cunningham's on the lake in Kearney. You'll enjoy the coldest draft beer in town, happy hour specials, and great food. An outstanding place to relax with friends after work, on the weekends, or any time to escape everything. Plus, you can dance and listen to their live bands every weekend at the downtown location. It's a great time every time when you escape Ordinary at Cunningham's Journal, on the bricks, and Cunningham's on the lake, Kearney. Today's weather is brought to you by Farm Bureau agents Matt Myers and Rich Peters. 
When it comes to protecting your family, home, cars, and farm or ranch, you can count on your local agents to help you get the coverage you need. Contact Matt Myers and Rich Peters in Kearney today. Securities and services offered through FBO Marketing Services, LLC, Affiliate Farm Bureau Financial Services. It's been years since you graduated, but your college team is yours for life. You can also have a Farm Bureau agent for life and auto and home and business insurance. Imagine that. One agent for everything. It's that simple. So get a Farm Bureau agent for life. In Kearney, call Rich Peters and Matt Myers at Farm Bureau Financial Services, 308-234-4922. Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, Farm Bureau Property and Casualty Insurance Company. Securities and services offered through FBL Marketing Services, LLC, affiliate Farm Bureau Financial Services. Doug and Danny Show, Doug Duda, along with Jim Langan with you on this Monday. Hey, later on in the week, Nebraska baseball coach Will Bolt's going to join us. Obviously, Storm Hockey Thursday. They won two games against Omaha over the weekend. We'll have our Loper link coming up on Wednesday. And, Jimmy, I know when when the NFL season ends, you're sad, but you're also happy. Why is that? Um, because Fodder Park starts? Is that what you're getting at? See, we didn't even show prep for that. No, we did. No, we did not. I just thought we Fodder gets underway this weekend. Yeah, that's right. So, Jimmy, Jimmy be happy still. Yeah. He's still happy. We'll get to the Heartland Hoops Classic and all that, uh, which was another uh, very competitive Saturday uh, coming up in just a little bit. But right now, we're joined by Carney High Wrestling Coach Ryan Bauer getting ready for the state meet. Again, want to throw this out. It's B and C in the early session Thursday. Then A, D, and the girls will all get going in the afternoon session. The semifinals push back a little later this year. It's going to be 6.30 Friday night, which we will again be bringing you live on the Vibe 98.9, but Carney coming off a district champion, needed every single point. They won by one over Omaha Creighton Prep in Omaha, and Coach, congratulations on the hardware. Yeah, thank you. It was a fun day. I mean, you you enjoy being on the, the happy end of a you know, one-point win there. That was fun. Again, when it comes to districts, the points can kind of tell you what kind of day the kids had, but it comes down to getting a number of kids down there. I believe 13 total, three were champions. What did you think about how the Bearcats performed overall on Saturday? Uh, honestly, great. I mean, that's this is a great time to be doing this. You know, our focus wasn't, you know, winning a district title. The focus is on getting 14 to state and trying to place as high as you can because that's what sets you up for when it matters, you know. Uh, winning the district title is cool. It's like a little cherry on top, you know, giving them the, you know, a happy feel of what, what they did. But, uh, I mean, the goal stayed for us, and so that was a, uh, they competed really well. Coach, just looking at things, I mean, you had some points and some things that helped out, but um, you got the, the Abby kid at 144 beat, like, the third-ranked kid, and he, he got ended up getting third for you, and that I thought that was key. Was there anything else that was really an important thing that you looked at and you didn't know for sure if that kid was going to qualify or not? Yeah, I mean, if you so you can kind of look at seeds. We, we overplaced seeds by, like, a positive 10. I think it was pretty much every single wrestler overplaced seeds. So, I mean, it was literally across the board. I mean, our guys that were seeded one were able to win it and uh, seeded two making the finals. And, uh, you know, Kate Abbey was a big one. Tate Choplin at 150 pounds. He beat a highly ranked Omaha Central kid to qualify. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was literally a, a complete team effort, and that's including the young man that, you know, was just outside of qualifying. I mean, he had his best tournament of the year. Uh, he unfortunately had to either beat the number two or the number five kid to qualify. And, I mean, he gave those guys everything they wanted, uh, but just came on the wrong end of that. 
talking with Ryan Bauer. He is the head wrestling coach for the boys. Uh, I know I don't want to forget the girls and, and Coach Slender. They had a decent day on Friday as well. Yeah, they. I mean, they they went three for four of their girls that got to districts, and I mean, their district and sub district was loaded, and that's just part of you know girls wrestling being so new. And it sounds like they're adding a class next year, which will help kind of space that out. But you know, they do that serpentine method just like we do in you know class A for boys. But when girls teams are being added new, and you don't know you know how good these teams are. I mean, their district ended up absolutely loaded, and, you know, that's part of it. And they competed really well, even though they didn't get a ton of girls to to districts and state. I mean, I know Coach Slender and the girls coaching staff was super excited for for how they competed as well. Yeah, and and do you think the NSAA and maybe the entire state of Nebraska is surprised at the participation that the numbers are so high? Do you think that they caught it by surprise and that's why we didn't maybe have the state tournament set up and having all these, like, one class one year and et cetera? I don't know. You know, Uh, I I think us us just here as coaches, we kind of saw it coming. Uh, So so maybe, but uh, I know, you know, Ron Higdon's working extremely hard and you know, working through just everything going on, and uh, he's doing a phenomenal job. I mean, it's not an easy task. It's not like it's a one-size-fits-all quick little, you know, thing to figure it out. There's a lot of moving parts to it, and I think he's doing a pretty good job with what, what we can do. Ryan Bauer, the head coach of the uh, Kearney High wrestling team, qualified 13, won their district. As I mentioned, you had three district champions. Uh, talk specifically about each one of those three, Ryan. Yeah, uh, again, and just good grinded out matches in the finals, and they need those. And, you know, there's a, you know, you're winning a district title. It helps set you up well for state. And, you know, Sam Noctigal won a, a barn burner overtime match against a really tough Bellevue East kid. And, you know, Bellevue East has Matt Malcolm and Wesley Dawkins as their coach, and hmm. they know Sam extremely well. And that young man was really well coached and did a really good job of executing. And, I mean, it went down to an overtime and, uh, Sam gave up an escape and got a takedown in that same overtime. And so, I mean, they know Sam extremely well, and that, that young man did a great job of holding through, and Sam was able to push through. And then uh, Taj Wilson again against the Bellevue East kid, and again, they know Taj extremely well, and they had a darn good game plan, but Taj just went out and uh, was able to put up points. The kid can kind of only hold him off for so long. And then Sawyer Schilke against the Fremont kid. Uh, Fremont is, a, a, I mean, a, one of the young top kids in the state. Uh, for big guys, he was a freshman last year and was a match out at 215 or 220 last year for placing. And you know, just the jump from freshman to sophomore year. I mean, the, the kid was a has been highly ranked all year, and Sawyer was able to kind of gut one out as well. And so, you know, three matches that none of them were gimme matches, and uh, just ended up on the positive side of all three of those was huge for setting those three up for state. Coach, when when you look at the brackets, I mean, and, and every chance, you know, you, you have no idea for sure who's going to beat who. But when you look at the brackets, did you have a draw that you're looking at and going, hey, this is a really good draw? Or do you have some brackets on the other side of it that you're going, boy, that's going to be tough, that first match? Yeah, you know, we they this year they started seeding district champs. And so we had a pretty good idea of, you know, just based off of looking at districts even before brackets came out, kind of okay. what we were looking at. But, yeah, I mean – I think the the awesome thing about not just doing a great job at this district was that we were in an extremely tough district. You know, Creighton Prep and Lincoln East are both top five teams. And so setting yourself up well for state by doing extremely well at a tough district helped. You know, like we've been in uh, districts that haven't been as tough in previous years, and, you know, it's awesome setting yourself up doing really well at those districts, but you're oftentimes drawing 
you know, teams from tougher districts. And so just being able to have the day that we had in a tougher district should in turn help us, you know, maybe draw some of those districts that we didn't feel were quite as quality. How did you think, I mean, I know it's just on paper, but since this is new this year, when you just first looked at yours in Class A, how did you think they did when it came to seeding the district champions? I think they did pretty well. Um, you know, there's always some unintended consequences when you, uh, you know, you're seeding just the district champions and not looking at the whole bracket. You know, like, if a district was loaded at a certain weight, well, maybe that, you know, kind of uneven the side. But I think we're going to see a lot of, our state finals matches actually happening in the state finals. You know, there's been complaints for years of, you know, the match in the semi should be the state finals. I think it helps separate that a lot. Um, so there's some smaller unintended consequences, but I think we're going to see a lot of our quote-unquote state finals matches happening in the state finals, which is awesome for our sport. Ryan, I think we can start right there at 106, but uh, I'm, I'm at the C4, and we had numerous one versus two, two versus three in the rankings. Uh, how many of your kids that maybe finished second or third ended up getting beat by the number one kid in the state, which, as you said, could benefit them to get high on the podium and uh, maybe at least into the semifinals down in Omaha? Yeah, I mean, just well, I, just two offhand right away. Uh, we lost at 106 to the number one kid from Creighton Prep, and we'd significantly close that gap. And so it's nice we're on opposite sides. You know, I think I think Jack's been kind of in that 3-4 range all year, and so we'll have the number two kid in the quarters, but uh, it's a kid we haven't seen, and I think that if we can get through that, it, you know, it helps set us up for, you know, getting to the state finals against that prep kid. And then uh, Caden Goodman at 132 pounds, he also lost the Lincoln East kid who's number one. And so, I mean, it's nice knowing that we're going to be split from those guys. Uh, yep, yeah, that should help tremendously. Ryan, what about class a, I mean where everybody's chasing Millard and Grand Island qualified 13 you qualified 13 nice article in the World Herald today just kind of breaking things down where do you uh can anybody a catch them and b what's the realistic goal for your Bearcats uh when you walk out of there Saturday night yeah uh you know Millard South they are what they are uh and uh they're a well-coached team they've got just studs I mean they're producing d1 guys every year um you know it's it's they got the target on their back. I think you look at Millard West. Millard West has been extremely impressive. They got second at state duels, and they had a great district as well. GI, I mean, I think you've got Millard South, and you've got a tier of, you know, five to seven teams that are kind of right in there and intermixed. And so, you know, hey, I, I think, again, uh, I'll tell every single wrestler, it's, you, you do your best, and that's the best for the team. And I, I think we can surprise some teams. I think we did some surprise some teams at districts, and I think that was just a glimpse of what, you know, could happen. So, yeah, I mean, we're every everyone's chasing Millard South, and that's kind of the way it is. Um, but I think any given day, that kind of two through seven range really can, uh, you know, tons of differences that can happen in there. Couple of the best athletes, and not just wrestlers, but athletes that we've had a chance to talk about in the Tri Cities could meet in the semifinals at two fifteen. Sawyer Schilke and Justice Hostetler of Grand Island. Uh, how exciting would that be? And uh, give us a preview if we can get the boys two and zero. Yeah, I I think it's uh, you know we saw that match at Fracas and that was not the same Sawyer Shilky that we're seeing right now and that was a one point match and uh, you know Hostetler's a stud and uh, I it will be a clash of some just big mammer jammers if they make it there and uh, I'm excited for it but you know we'll be looking a match at a time I know he's got Lincoln Southwest first round and you know we'll. We'll be ready if that were to come. 
Ryan, a couple more here. You mentioned state duels. What would you think about the way your team went one and two? Close one there in the end for fifth against uh, Columbus, who is kind of the pain in your side right now. Uh, yeah, no, not the performance we were wanting. And, I mean, we really challenged the kids. Maybe that's the wake-up call we needed before district because, uh, you know, even the duel we won against Norfolk, I didn't feel like we were getting our best. Um, just not not effort, but just, just strategic matches and just, you know, just not, not competing to our highest. And so maybe that was the kind of kick in the butt we needed before districts and state. And what has it been like? I was going to specifically ask you about uh, being in the auditorium because that just used to be every other year with Lincoln East, but now you've found a way, did it with Northwest this year. But basically all of your duels, you would be dueling with the girls. How has that been different? Usually, hey, we're going to wrestle a few reserve matches. Our boys are going. We're done. This is more like what we're used to watching basketball. The girls go, take the same amount of time as the boys. We get out of there anywhere from 9 to 9.30. Yeah, I think, I, you know, I don't know if we know the answer yet. You know, we've tried a, different, a few different things. You know, our, our first opening night, we dueled at the same time. That created an awesome atmosphere, but are you taking away from either of the boy or girl duels? Uh, we've tried, you know, going back-to-back. We've, you know, and so I think we've tried a few different methods this year, and then after season we're going to kind of revisit and kind of pick and choose what we think worked best, and that's what we're going to go with going forward. Hey, Ryan, I got a question for you. I'm kind of interested in the stats, and I wondered if you knew or at least could make an estimated guess. At the state meet, how often does that number one district winner lose the first round? Yeah. How often does that happen, you know, where the four beats the one, compared to two and three when they're, mat- they're, they're wrestling? Uh, one and four is much less likely, I guess. You know, yeah. I've been on – the end of both of them, I've had a one lose to a four, and I've had a four beat a one. But, I mean, it's really – that jump from one to one to two at districts really helps set yourself up for that first-round match. Right, exactly. And the three and the twos aren't quite as severe, probably. The threes can upset the dues uh, way more often. So uh, that's kind of where you're looking at your how your threes do and how your twos do that first round. You're hoping your ones take care of business, but it's how your two and three wrestlers do that first round to set you up, correct? Oh, 100%. There will be some swing matches right away, and uh, that doesn't mean that the pass isn't going to be there if they were to lose one of those first rounds, but that first one is, is big. Uh, getting two matches knocked out that first day uh, just helps the whole tournament uh, for those young men. All right, my man. Did you get through healthy? Yes, we're healthy and ready to go, and just all business these next three days, and I'm excited for him to strap it up on Thursday. Best time of the year, Ryan. We will see you in Omaha. Congratulations again on the district championship, and the best of luck. We'll talk to you this weekend. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. You bet, Ryan Bauer, head wrestling coach at Kearney High. Uh, see how it all plays out down there. I mean, they do have three district champions, so that's big. Handful of uh, second places, so that's kind of where you're looking at for potential points down there, and then kind of Hoping your third place guys maybe, maybe can get, get win. one. Yeah, get a couple. Maybe yeah. get a sixth place down there. You know, sneak one in. You know, and that that way you score some points for you and add on. And uh, Doug, it looks to me like there's a lot of teams probably just. Am I honest when I say this? Fighting for second place a little bit in Class A, or is second place uh, pretty? Has anybody got a hold on that too? A stranglehold no, on second. Well, yeah, it's it's going to be Millard South. I think Grand Island's going to have a legit shot. 
of, of trying to get there for second. Millard West is going to be in the mix as as well. So we'll we'll see. Carney how... maybe getting fourth. You're guessing somewhere in there, fourth or fifth, if they really competed well. Yeah. Uh huh. And Grand Island maybe if they competed really well, they would get second or third. Yeah, I think that's what you're looking. Right. At. Okay. Lincoln East. Which is weird because they finished third in this district with uh, Carney High and Omaha Creighton Prep. They're actually ranked higher because of their because they got some hammers. Yeah, guys, guys that are expected to be in the parade of champions. I think if you're honest, if you looked at Carney right now, and and I I haven't looked at the updated, but to have anybody that's ranked one or two in the state, I know they don't have a one. They may have a two. Well. You're just trying – the points come in the semifinals. Carney, exactly. Carney's going to have to do what Carney always does, wrestle like hell Saturday morning hey. to get their kids back through into the medals. Yeah, it's like you say, it's how many guys you get in the semifinals to give you your chance, and then you score your points there. But you got to get there first. You're right. So we'll see how it all plays out. And again, coverage begins on a Thursday morning. We'll have it all weekend long with updates here on ESPN and The Vibe 98.9 and then complete live coverage Friday night on The Vibe. We've got a lot more to talk about. We're going to catch up with Luke McNitt here in just a little bit. But when we come back, more on what happened at Heartland Hoops. We are getting ready for lunch at the Carney Chicken Coop Sports Bar and Grill, where you can always get your favorite wings. It is boneless wing night every Monday, bone-in wing night every Tuesday, just to save you a little Monday. And the special specials here over the winter time this week, it's going to be beef and noodles. Now, if you want mashed potatoes, they'll put those on there as well, Monday through Thursday, 11 to 4, while supplies last. Ten twenty-nine for the beef and noodles. If you want added mashed potatoes, they'll give you another buck fifty-nine for that, but it's all worth it. And enjoy your favorite food, whether it's burgers, steaks, pizza, or the special special. You can get the steak sandwich like they have every Monday as well at your Carney Chicken Coop. Did you know that in downtown Kearney, you can get a banner to show your support for your local sports team, a graduate, or really anything you want to tell everyone you're proud of? Copycat Printing has paper banners, vinyl banners, yard signs, even collage boards made out of paper or foam board. Come on into Copycat today. They're your printing headquarters. Their professional, friendly design staff will help you with everything from start to the finish of any printing job. Think, shop, and buy local with Copycat Printing of Kearney. Online at CarneyCopycat.com. South Central Diesel of Holdridge has over 100 years of diesel fuel injection experience and has been putting customer relationships first since 1971. They are factory authorized to repair all types of diesel fuel injection systems and have a full-service drive-in repair facility to repair your diesel Ford, Chevy, or Dodge pickup. SCD's factory trained technicians are committed to providing the best service to their customers. Stop by 115 South East Avenue in Holdridge for all your diesel pickup repairs, pumps and injectors, diesel performance parts, and turbochargers. Or call them at 1-800-228-8482 to put them to work for you. At Johnson Landscape, we don't just see landscapes. We see dreamscapes. Sprinklers with precision. Plants with purpose. Outdoor living for new beginnings. For over 25 years, this has been our passion. With unmatched quality, precision, and expertise. At Johnson Landscape, every project is like our own. And every customer like family. Build your dreamscape today with Johnson Landscape. Calling all superheroes. Did you know that 221 children in Kearney and Buffalo County, Nebraska this year alone entered the court system due to abuse or neglect? Nobody longs for a safe and loving family more than a child in foster care. As a CASA volunteer, you show us how superheroes are not just the ones you see on TV wearing capes. There are superheroes right here in Kearney and Buffalo County. It's true they walk among us and it could be you. 
Become a volunteer that works side by side with foster children as they go through the court system. These volunteers are voices for the children. As a volunteer, you will be thoroughly trained and well supported by professional staff to help you through each case. For more information on becoming a volunteer, go to CarneyBuffaloCountyCasa.com. You could keep a child safe and make a difference in their life today. Be a superhero and go to CarneyBuffaloCountyCasa.com. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Excellence in Rehabilitation is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. Doug and Daddy's show the day after the Super Bowl. We're going to talk with Luke McNitt here in about five, six minutes. So uh, stay with us for that. The former Bearcat, Loper, and a Husker, and then has been on the Arizona staff, now is coming back to Nebraska, and we'll talk about that a little bit and get his thoughts on the changing landscape with college football in Arizona. I uh, do want to touch on a couple of other things here. Uh, Nebraska, we talked about the women's basketball team playing at fifth-ranked Ohio State Wednesday, the men beating Michigan and actually getting out to a tremendous start in that game, leading by, what, 25 and a one at 79-59. to 59. They do not play until Saturday when they host Penn State, 11 a.m., Big Ten Network. Creighton men and women were both winners. UNK women beat Newman 81-76, to 76, and the Newman men shot lights out, and the Loper men's losing streak continues 90-85. to 85. They hit the road at Central Missouri and Lincoln this weekend. The final week at home for Hastings College, although the men look like they'll get to have a home game in the conference tournament, uh, but it'll be it Wednesday and Saturday. Wednesday, Mount Marty comes in. Uh, the men also had a big comeback from 18 down in the second half to beat 19th-ranked Morningside on the road, 85-83. Reggie Thomas continues to be Reggie Thomas. 28 points, 11 rebounds. The women got outscored by 15 in the fourth quarter and lost 76-53. So Mount Marty coming in on Wednesday. In wrestling, very impressive. Over 3,000 on hand. In fact, well, I guess they're going to say close to 5,000 fans at the Devaney for wrestling. That's just amazing. Some of the folks I talked to that were there uh, said what an atmosphere. And Nebraska got a couple of wins early on uh, upsetting the number 6 and the number 4 ranked wrestlers in the country. And Nebraska got off to a good start. Won at 25-7. to And they will be taking on number 1 Penn State on the road on Sunday. And then they will see the Lopers taking on the number one team in Division Two Friday as Central Oklahoma comes in. The Lopers shut out Fort Hay State this weekend. Hastings men will have the conference tournament this weekend. A week off now for the women. They went to the Midland Warrior Open. Uh, had a couple of runners up in Bemnet Tesfa at 109 and Cadence Turner at 136. In softball... You wait all that time to go down to some nice weather in Arizona and got weathered out for a couple of the games. But the Lopers did go 3-1. and one. They'll have doubleheaders Thursday, Friday, and Saturday down in Oklahoma. Hastings College split their games with Sterling of Kansas. They are scheduled to host Bethany College Saturday. The weather's not going to be overly great uh, heading into the weekend, so we'll see. Hastings Baseball got their season underway in Missouri, went 2-2. Two and two. They head back down there for more games this weekend. Nebraska Baseball heads down to Texas for games games this weekend starting with Baylor on Friday.
So a lot going yeah, on there. Tennis work. teams at UNK did well. They won their duels over the weekend. The men will be home again this week. The women will have the week off. And we talked about the Storm uh, picking up wins as well. They begin that five-game road trip in Chicago with a pair of games this weekend. Make-up high school boys basketball tonight. Minden is at Hastings St. Cecilia. Aurora's taking on Seward. And then girls' sub-district play is uh, coming up tonight. These are the play-in games, the bunny bracket games, whatever you want to call them. Uh, here's the area games at Central Catholic and GI. Aurora will play St. Paul at 6. Cozad and Chase County will play at 6 in Gothenburg. 6.30 in Ord. Gibbon will play Arcadia Loop City at McCool Junction. BDS and Heartland will play at 6. 7 o'clock at Silver Lake for Kennesaw and Sandy Creek. At Centura, Fullerton will play Riverside at 6. At Southern Valley, it's Loomis and Axtell. Conference uh, battle there at 6.30. Other play-in games tonight at Maywood. Highline will take on Sand Hills Valley at 6.15. Giltner and Harvard are playing at Heartland Lutheran in Grand Island at 6 in Overton. Bertrand and Franklin at 6. And at 7 o'clock, Ansley Litchfield and Elba playing at Sand Hills Thedford High School. And one more note, Nebraska track and field final day at the Tyson Invitational down in Fayetteville, Arkansas, marked by a school record Two titles and a trio of all-time marks. Berlin Schutz out of Lincoln East ran the women's mile in 437.4, breaking the school record during her third time running the race at the collegiate level. The freshman able to win that, and of course, uh, the ties to Central Nebraska. Congratulations to Schutz, who did not get her speed from her grandfather, Fast Ed. <laughs> That's at 431. That's amazing, Doug, isn't it? 431. That's that's fast. Yes, it is. That's extremely fast, my man. Could you go three quarters in 431? Three three quarters of a mile. I'd have to start getting back in shape a little bit. All right. There you go. There you go. Uh, Also, Heartland Hoops Classic, Jimmy. Uh, We had some good games. Carney and Donovan Trumbull didn't win. Uh, uh, Close games. Two points for Donovan to Concordia. Central Catholic did win. Uh, Gretna and Bellevue West, the teams that played out of state teams, also both won. And Ogallala was ahead of undefeated Creed at halftime. Yeah, and led by eight in the third quarter. So, yeah, there, there was really some good games. Uh, Grand Island Central Catholic had a freshman point guard that went to the left and hit a guy at the uh, with a shot with about 1.2 seconds to go. Ball hit the bang board and went in right at the buzzer, and, and they win. And, and so we had a lot of games. And Donovan Trumbull got behind, I think, 21-7. Might not have been that exact score. It could have been 23-9. But they were down 14, came back and got the lead in the fourth quarter. So uh, Donovan Trumbull would have got off to a better start. They would have won that basketball game. And, uh, and so there were some, like I said, in the area. Carney High was tied with four minutes to go. And uh, they just gave up a couple layups inside, went out, and they have to guard the three. Papillion, they lead the nation on three-point shots, I think. I'm, I will say this. I talked to Coach Bronick. He said they do shoot more threes than twos. Now, most teams don't do that, yeah. they, you know, but they shoot more threes than twos, and they're looking to score from outside. And uh, they, they ended up just kind of winning the last four minutes and uh, putting Carney away. I think there's a, a few teams that I've covered that shoot more threes than twos. Is there really? Yeah, yeah I'll bet there are. Yeah. Well, uh, with football season winding down, uh, we've been talking about this uh, young man for a while here because he's had an interesting road playing uh, high school football here in Kearney and then doing the UNK and Husker route and getting into coaching and being an analyst and now saying, you know, that ain't the greatest thing in the world either. But uh, we wanted to catch up with Luke McNett, who is back in the Cornhusker State, Doug Duda, Jim Langan. Luke, hey, how are you, man? What would you think of the Super Bowl yesterday? I'm doing good. How are you guys? 
Well, great. We're getting along. Are you, are you a Super Bowl fanatic, or does a lot of these guys that play football at the next level go, eh, you know, whatever? Oh, no, I'm 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 as big a fan as it, as it gets, man. So I was excited all day, and I was glued to the TV all last night. I thought it was a great game. Man, if we could just get our Cowboys to get closer to that big game. Right. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. I don't know. I don't know with Coach McCarthy if that's ever going to happen, but no, I thought the game was awesome last night. Um, Patrick Mahomes is, is as fun to watch as anybody has, I've ever seen. Luke, you know, er, the listeners on here want to know, you know, Arizona had a great season, want to know how you got hired, what, how, what transpired, how you ended up down in Arizona, and how much fun it was to have a team that um, no one is, is expecting to do what they did except for all the guys on the Arizona staff and the Arizona players. Uh, no, it's been a really fun experience the last four years. Um, when I got there in 2020, um, I was actually with the old staff, Kevin, Kevin Sumlin, um, and his staff. I had a connection that got me down there as, as a graduate assistant. Um, in 2020, you know, COVID hit. Um, we went 0-5, and, and then Coach Fish was hired, and I was lucky enough to stay around. And um, 2021 was just as rough. I think we went – well, I know we went 1-11 that season. and um, But it, it was a really cool turn to be a part of. Um, you know, 2022, we got some more players, signed a really good recruiting class. Um, Noah Fafita, T-Mac, a bunch of other guys. Um, we went 5-7 and seven that year. And then, um, you know, this last season we were lucky enough to go 10-3 uh, and three and then, you know, cap the season off by beating Oklahoma in the uh, Alamo Bowl. Um, so it was, it was a really cool experience, um, you know, to, to see going from 0-5, 1-11 to, you know, 10-3 and three and number 11 in the country, I think we ended up. So it was a really cool experience for me. Luke McNitz with us here on the Doug and Daddy Show. Luke, would what would you say, because it's a little different, but there's so many of the factors that are the same in any sport when it comes to turnarounds, but what turned around Ofer to Tenfer in uh, two years? Uh, the biggest thing to me was just the trust um, that the players had in the coaches, the trust that they had in each other. Um, you know, like I said, that recruiting class that we brought in in 22 had a lot of really good players, but, I mean, I know it's a cliche, but they're even better people. Um, and, and, you know, they trusted us. They trusted each other. Um, they loved each other, and they went out there. You could really see that in the way they played. Um, they played for each other, and they played with a lot of passion, and um, they believed in each other. Uh, so, you know, when it comes down to, you know, games like versus Oklahoma, they weren't scared to go out there, um, you know, and you put it on the line against some of the best teams of the nation. So I'd say just that trust and love um, that that, showed, that team showed throughout the season. Talking with Luke McNitt here on the Doug and Daddy Show. Luke, explain to the folks what your role was uh, starting, I believe, as the grad assistant down there. Uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you had different roles, especially after the coaching change. Uh, yeah, so I started out as a graduate assistant, um, got my master's in educational leadership, and then I was promoted to a um, kind of an off-the-field analyst role um, where I was more involved in game planning. It's kind of just a in-between step between a GA and becoming a position coach. Um, so it's kind of more off the field, but involved in game planning and recruiting and everything like that. But, um, no, I had a lot of different roles working with the O-line the whole time. Like I said, built a lot of great relationships. Um, there, there's kind of a side to the that everybody doesn't see, <laughs> um, you know, especially when you're, you're not quite a position coach yet and you're working 100-plus hours. Um, you only see your family maybe twice a year and, if they come to a game to visit you, most of the time you're too busy to even see them. So 
Um, like I said, I, I kind of decided that lifestyle wasn't the best for me and kind of moving on. But like I said, there's incredible experiences, um, memories that I'll cherish for a lifetime, but kind of ready for the next step moving forward now. I was going to say, I mean, it's it's probably one of the least glorious parts about uh, trying to get to that next level. There's a lot of things, you know, you can be an assistant high school basketball coach coming out of college at, at some D2 school, uh, and you're going, man, am I ever going to get that chance? And then the next thing you know, 15 years later, you're winning a class A or B state championship. What was it that made you say, you know, I mean, you, you kind of touched on it there, but the coaching staff changed. I don't know if that would have meant a move for you, but I think you'd already made a decision before all these dominoes fell and Coach Fish went to Washington. Yeah, so I started, you know, as the season's wrapping up, that's when all those dominoes start to fall, like you said, and I had opportunities to go, you know, be a position coach at a smaller, you know, FCS schools or D2 schools, and I just couldn't really get excited about them. Um, and that's when I kind of knew that it was time uh, to make a change. You know, you see all these other young guys, that are busting their tails, you know, working, and they're always talking about just trying to get the next job, and that never really excited me. That's not why I got into the profession. Um, I got into the profession just to be around the team, be around the guys, you know, help out student-athletes. And I saw all these other people, you know, kind of that rat race looking for the next job, and I really couldn't get excited about it. So that's when I kind of knew, like you said, uh, it was kind of a point in my career where it was either all in one way or the other. Um, so I'm, and I think I've made uh, the right decision, and I'm excited for what's next. Yeah, I would think so. Uh, you know, when you were talking about your job uh, as coaching, how has it changed? How much is it managing people, and how much is it X's and O's? Uh, I mean, well, like you said, it's changed in the five years since I've been involved in it. When you talk about the NIL, you talk about the transfer portal, um, it's only going to get worse moving forward. Um, and like I said, I was involved in a lot of game planning, and but kind of that on the field with the players is kind of what I cherish the most. And, you know, it's kind of hard unless you're a position coach, like I said, one of those 10 position coaches. Um, so a lot of my time was spent behind the scenes on the computer, you know, kind of doing the dirty work behind the scenes. We're talking with Luke McNett here for another couple of minutes. The uh, Carney Bearcat went to UNK, obviously got his picture on the big screen playing for the Big Red down there in Lincoln for a while, then uh, in Arizona the last few years. Tell folks what you are doing now, Luke, and will you still try to put your toe uh, in, in the coaching profession, whether it's at any level, little kids, high school. I don't know if there's anything that you can do besides that right now, but uh, what's next for you? Uh, yeah, I'm, I actually just moved back to Lincoln. Um, I'm starting a new uh, job at Huddle later this month. Um, like you said, as far as, you know, dipping my toes into coaching, I'm, I'm thinking about, um, you know, using all the knowledge and skills that I've gathered the last four years and maybe um, training some um, high school kids in the area. Um, it's still kind of working through all that right now. I'm just kind of enjoying um, some time off, like I said. <laughs> I'm, I got I'm a lot of friends that are still in the profession and they call me um, jealous every day. You know, they're in the office all sorts of hours right now. And I'm kind of just hanging out, getting my apartment, um, new apartment all uh, set up and, you know, just kind of taking some time to see family and everything like that. Luke McNitt with us. Uh, what do you think about uh, what coach fish has ahead of him at Washington? I mean, you guys played him, you know, the coach, not, over the top, just a couple of years there. But what do you think is going to happen as Washington now comes into the Big Ten? I, I think they got a very tough uh, road ahead of them. 
Um, as the, everybody knows, like I talked about the transfer portal earlier, their roster um, is, is depleted at following that national championship loss. You know, I think I saw there's only like two guys on the two deep from the offense still on the team. Mm. Um, so I know that they're going to face some struggles, especially when you're moving conferences, you're playing opponents you've never played. Um, and I know firsthand how hard it is to win in the Big Ten. Uh, but I, like I said, I have a lot of trust in Coach Fish and the coaching staff he's put together up there that – um, it might take a couple years, kind of like it did at Arizona, but I have no doubt they'll kind of they'll get that thing rolling in no time. Did you get a chance to talk to Coach Brennan at all, or was that all in the past, or have the kids talked to you at all about uh, what's coming into Arizona? Yeah, I've had. I still, like I said, I stay in t- contact with uh, my players down there, and I still got a few buddies that are on staff, and they speak very highly of him. Um, it's kind of a uh, kind of a unfortunate part of the profession when a coach leaves like that you know some guys don't really know what's going on with their career um they didn't know if they're going to go to seattle they didn't know if they're going to stay they didn't know if the new coach was going to keep them on staff but um from the sounds of it they're all very lucky that you know coach brennan has kept them all on staff and they, they have nothing but great things to say about them and it's really cool to see um guys on the roster not jump into the portal and they're kind of putting their trust in the coach Brandon, so it'll be very exciting to watch the Wildcats next fall. When I say that Arizona has a conference road game at Central Florida, what does that mean to you? That's insane. I, I do not envy those guys. I know they'll be getting home at you know six o'clock the next day and going straight into the office. Um, that's kind of like I said, the unseen parts of that business. So I do not envy them at all. But they do have a road game um, at Kansas State, and that's only a couple hours south of here. So I'll definitely yeah. be. Uh, you know, hitting the road to go watch them down there. We talked about some of the not fun parts and the fun parts about being around the guys. What what was the best part about working at the University of Arizona besides the weather? Oh, the weather was awesome. You know, when I got back to Nebraska, I was just thinking about this. It was that minus 30 degrees. (laughs) It was an 80-degree difference from where I was coming from, 80, 90-degree difference when I left Arizona to when I got home. Um, But, no, like I said, it's just those – you know, those relationships that I built and the, kind of those memories, you know, one of the guys I worked with down there is going to be in my wedding um, this summer. And, you know, kind of that last game against Oklahoma, I'm, I'm up there in the box and you're, you know, you're watching Oklahoma warm up or, you know, watching the game kick off. And, you know, you think back to I was watching Nebraska versus Oklahoma, all those great rivalries back when I was a child. So, you know, getting the opportunity to play them and beat them um, to kind of cap everything off was the perfect ending. I couldn't ask for anything more. Have you ever spoke to anyone on the current Nebraska staff right now, Coach Rule at all? I mean, they like the fullback, by the way. Yeah, I've seen that. They have fullback camp in the summer. Uh, maybe I'll try to work that or something. But uh, no, I've I've talked to a few of the coaches just through mutual connections, and um, you know they got a lot of work ahead of them. But it seems like it's moving in the right direction. Uh, we all know how the last few years have went, and. Just a few more bounces can go our way. Um, hopefully we can sneak in bowl game this year and kind of see what it looks like with uh, Dylan Rayola with the rain. <laughs> well, now that, uh, now that you're back in Lincoln, you still remember where the Caterpillar dealership is just in case, right? Yes, sir. I, I always <laughs> keep that in the back pocket. <laughs> I, I, last one, Luke, then we'll let you out of here. You mentioned that you're going to work at Huddle. I know a lot of folks just go, oh, Huddle, that's what we look at our game tape on. But they probably don't know a lot about, well, what's a job at Huddle? And I know a couple guys that have worked there in the past. Uh, what specifically will you be doing? 
Uh, so I'll be working, uh, selling our products and services to uh, high schools, um, high school athletic directors and coaches. I don't know my territory or anything like that, but um, everyone raves about how great of a company is to work for, so I'm very excited and um, kind of figured out where my territory is and kind of dive into that. Like I said, it'll, it'll be an easy transition for me. Um, I can relate to these coaches and kind of know um, what they're looking for, so I'm excited uh, for the next step. Central and Western Nebraska ain't a big gig either, or bad gig either. No, not at all. <laughs> Hopefully, we can make it out there. Luke, hey, uh, I was I was just looking forward to talking about everything you and the fullbacks and Arizona and Washington and everything in between. So I appreciate you making some time for us, and uh, I know you're going to be uh, on the side watching the wedding planning and, and getting get that new job going. So I'm sure we'll run into you somewhere along the way. But I appreciate the chat. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. It was good talking with you. Yeah, thanks for being on the show. And uh, it was really an, enjoyed watching your high school, your college career. And we kind of had a little special interest in Arizona just because I knew you were on the staff. Absolutely. No, I appreciate you guys. appreciate all the support throughout the years. You bet, Luke. Thanks, man. Yeah, it was one of those where maybe Arizona had the 9 or 9.30 game on a Saturday night, even after a Husker game. You go, okay, yeah, dang. I was cheering I'm, for I'm going to watch. I don't know a dang player on the team, but I'm rooting for Arizona. I don't think I, there was a game this year I didn't like Arizona a lot of times because I was on them. But, well, you every know. time we had them on pigskin pick them, <laughs> yeah, yeah. who'd I take? Yeah, exactly Arizona, right. the so, fighting Luke McNitz. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We are here in the Midway Auto Dealership broadcast booth, Midway Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Midway Chevrolet Buick GMC, the President's Day sale event going on right now, and you may have seen some of the commercials nationally over the weekend. A 0% APR for 60 months on the purchase of a Pacifica plug-in hybrid. It's a 2023. Qualified purchasers may be eligible for up to $7,500 in federal income tax credits. And you can find out more about that at thinkmidway.com or talk to your sales folks. That's why they're there at Midway to get you in the best vehicle possible. Midway, it's a better way. South 2nd Avenue in Kearney. The year was 1979. Rocky Balboa was champ. Rocky Geyser was embarking on a real estate career. Balboa's next fight was Clubber Lane. Rocky Geyser's was 20% interest rates. Through all of his battles, inflation, recession, regulations, Rocky Geyser has always answered the bell. For 40 years, I've been in the ring with my clients sweating the details. Call Rocky Geyser of REMAX Executives today or log on to OneRocky.com. Put Rocky in your corner. The dream of every American farmer is to watch the family farm being passed on from generation to generation. CHS wants to be the company that helps make that dream come true. Taking pride in being here in the communities, the schools, and on the farm. CHS is a locally owned cooperative with global connections, so it's like having a neighbor all around the world. CHS offers a full-service cooperative including grain, agronomy, energy, and precision ag. People and resources you can count on always. And always here at chsagra.com. A big salad bar, lots of cheesy pizza and breadsticks? The lunch buffet at Gambino's Pizza literally has what you're craving. Wait a second, Gambino's Pizza has a lunch buffet? Oh, you didn't know they had a lunch buffet from 11 to 2? From specialty pizzas to calzones to Alfredo and even garlic bread, you'll get your Italian fix. Plus, Thursday's lunch buffet is buy one, get one half price. And on Tuesdays, you can enjoy an evening buffet from 5 to 8 with your family. Stop in today at Gambino's Pizza, North 2nd Avenue to 28th Street, Kearney. Five Points Bank has been your hometown bank for over 40 years. From personal banking to mortgage, business, and more, Five Points continuously finds ways to make your banking experience easy and enjoyable. 
offering the best of both worlds with kind and welcoming employees in the bank while creating a strong online presence to accommodate your busy lifestyle. Five Points Bank Innovative Technology adds layers of security while being easily accessible to all age groups. Better choices, better service. Five Points Bank of Grand Island, Kearney and Hastings. Nugget Daddy Show, ESPN Tri-Cities. We've got some special guests coming up tomorrow, plus we'll continue our uh, preview of state wrestling and uh, talk to some of the area coaches, sub-district basketball. Again, uh, we will not be covering any of the play-in games tonight, but tomorrow here on ESPN, Kearney Catholic at Minden, 5.30. We'll have the doubleheader from K uh, from St. Cecilia on KHAS. So uh, those two games are coming your way. Uh, St. Cecilia in the first game, and then uh, Sutton and Wood River in the second game. And then on the Vibe 98-9, it will be Overton against the winner of tonight's Franklin and uh, Bertrand game. And the first game will be Shelton taking on Wilcox-Hildreth. Overton, the new number one team in D2 this morning. And then Shelton is fifth, and Wilcox-Hildreth is eighth hoping that they can all find a way to get a district. But uh, that Shelton Wilcox Hildreth winner uh, will definitely help themselves out quite a bit over time. Oh. Obviously, he's in good shape, but that's what we've got going on there. Yeah, no kidding. And you're talking about the girls. And kind of one of the reasons, and, and just for people listening, is that if you serpentined, and that's what A and B do, they have a serpentine. You wouldn't have Ord being the number one seed uh, where they are, and Kearney Catholic being the four seed <laughs> in, in this little central Nebraska what area. Say, what are you saying? <laughs> well, oh, you know exactly oh, what I'm saying. Ford has a losing record, and they get to host? Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But they're not the only one. There's no, other places out there that are, are like, I think Heartland Lutheran yep. is, is hosting at 8 and 10 or something yep. like that, too. So, But it just the way, but if serpentining will um, stop that. But, boy, you have to decide if you want to serpentine Crawford. You know, and 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 Gearing and some of those schools way out west. How far did they have to? Now yeah. Gearing serpentines are in B, of course. Ugh. And uh, but um, yeah, there's some schools that just have to go a long ways um, in a serpentine. The state is so big. I know you're not big into this, Jimmy, but anything that uh, you liked besides the actual football game yesterday, halftime okay, show, yeah, commercials, things like that. Okay. I'm, I'm glad to see that probably I, I laughed pretty good at the Dunkin' Donuts commercial, and that was number two on the USA Today uh, list from yesterday. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying these two commercials were great, but I, I could recognize who those people were because of my age. Okay. And one of them was uh, Christopher Walken and just the way he talks, you know. And, and, every, and with the, every person tried to mimic his voice. And I loved that voice ever since. I mean, I've loved it forever, but I really liked it in Saturday Night Live when you need a little more cowboy. You know? <laughs> but, D- Doug, I liked that. And then also, um, was it so? Was it so? That came in number seven, by the way. Oh, did, how about um, Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah, how did he do? What that did, was number one. Yeah, I thought that was good, too. That was number I thought, one with I, the uh, State Farm, like a good neighbor. Yeah, they could say it. And then, and then they got the young guy, and he, he I liked the way it ended when he came in there. He tried so hard to get it right and cut, cut, cut. And then the scenes, too, that added to there were a couple def- dangerous scenes. As well, the was, scenes were basically, they took some parts of a bunch of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Right. That's why Danny DeVito was in there. You know, t- they were in Twins together, and there was some stuff from True Lies and uh, Commando and a variety of other uh, right. Schwarzenegger movies. And, uh, yeah, I thought for the most part. And then I thought it was, it was fine. I, I kind of liked uh, 
right now we've got some uh, social things going on with people hating other than other. And I kind of like the commercials that, hey, let's make sure we're kind to everybody else. To you know, kind of get you to rethink about, hey, yeah, there's a lot of really good people out here. We don't have to hate everybody because they're an, different. We had an ad for Jesus. We had the uh, Dove ad, the Hard Knocks. Uh, for young ladies, sure. interesting, and they pointed out a real interesting stat because you can get body shamed or bullied or totally. whatever, and it yes. happens to the girls more than it does to the guys. And that's you know saying so many of them drop out by the time they're thirteen or fourteen when you've shoved them through the meat grinder of taking them everywhere and making them play all the time, and then by the time it's to be a junior high or yeah. maybe even a high school athlete. They don't want anything to do with it. And and, that was a good. That was a good point. Yesterday. I think you got to look at the other side too, because uh, you know, um, you know, when you want to look at people, you want to make sure you're a little diverse. Living in Central Nebraska, uh, the, the halftime show. I, I know what the comments will be with people that I talk to. There's nothing wrong with the halftime show. It entertained no, a lot of people. No, Usher yeah. was great. That's he right. Was great. Exactly. A couple of the other ones that I. When I watched him, I went, okay, that's got to be a good one. The Uber Eats, where you, to remember something, you have to forget something. And they, yes, some of them exactly. Were, that was a good one, one guy didn't have pants. One guy doesn't remember. There's, you know, and then Jennifer Aniston and I David love, Schwimmer in from Friends. I wish I'd have thought of it. I'm glad you brought it up. That ended up number four overall. And uh, I kind of, then there's always the ones I have to look back on Monday. But I go, oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. They had the two-minute NFL where it was the young boy over in Africa dreaming of playing in the NFL where there's no chance of that. Right. And they're showing, well, you know what? We got the Born to Play initiative. There is a chance of that. And then the Bic Lighter <laughs> with Willie Nelson and Snoop Dogg. Right. <laughs> Talk, you know, all the innuendos to smoking weed. I mean, let's just, you know, and all yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. And, and that was kind of funny. And then the old ladies chasing down the kid in the Doritos commercial. Right. And I like to bring back some of the older players that played in the earlier Super Bowls. And the Hawaii high school football team honoring the AD and the, the, the football coach. I, I didn't even – I thought it was unique. But you know what, Doug? I, I want them to do something like that. I liked it when Iowa and Nebraska at least mentioned, hey, here's what somebody did. They saved somebody's life in a car accident, and this person jumped into a lake and grabbed somebody. Mm-hmm. And we at least talk about that. And what Hawaii did, I, did, I didn't know that, but I thought it was okay to let them come on out and be a part of the deal. Hey, I mean, that's, they took six seats at – what sixteen thousand dollars a piece? Yeah, yeah that was pretty. They're just saying, "Hey, we got to go to Super Bowl." Can you imagine that? So, yeah, yeah, that'll be a life changer, right. no doubt about it. And Reba did a great job singing the national anthem. Oh, yes. Got out there, sang it. Um, and what went on? Well, you talked about the halftime show. I like the M and M's one commercial as well. Yesterday. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah with the are... almost champions, Dan I... Marino and yep. Bruce Matthews. Yeah, I, I, and we almost won it. I, I I do like that too. Yeah, it was fun. It was it was, it was good time. And and you know. One thing I thought was unique, with three seconds to go, they scored a touchdown. And Kansas City Chiefs and the Miami Dolphins still have played the longest game ever. Miami won it, but the game went into the fifth quarter, and it was a playoff game. And I'm kind of glad. I want to keep that. That stadium, I've been there. I was at that (laughs) stadium in Kansas City. And uh, I was kind of glad that game did not go. Into double overtime. Yeah, well, into that sixth quarter. You yeah. know, we're already played for. Let's just end it right here. And there'll be one more play, and guess what? We're going there, or they don't snap the ball so fast. And even some of the Niners saying we didn't understand the overtime rules and yada, yada. At least the first thing I wasn't aware of is that it went back to 15 minutes. Regular season, it's 10. Now it's 15 in the playoffs, and I guess that one slid by me. Uh, Husker Sit and Sleep is open seven days a week for you in downtown Kearney, 1907 Central Avenue, where they sell right off the floor. 
store. So you can see it, buy it, take it, or it can be delivered. There's no pressure sales, same low prices every day, and the best prices in town. Because their low overhead means lower prices, brand new furniture and mattresses, all with the manufacturer warranty. Husker Sit and Sleep, 1907 Central Avenue. One thing also, and our buddy Jeff Grish, who's on the call with Matt Coatney, he's also the SID for basketball down there. When they showed yesterday the line for the Nebraska women's game, I went, why? Everybody has a ticket. It's like a concert. What's going on here? And so Jeff, uh, he goes, you know what? The men and women's seating configuration is different. And he goes, for women's basketball, and I can understand this, they don't sell it out. So there are several thousand general admission seats in the lower bowl First come, first serve. There were people there at 7 in the morning yesterday hoping that they could sit close enough to watch Caitlin Clark. And he goes, our fans and Iowa fans were definitely told about that. So uh, you could pay whatever it was, $25, and sit in the front row, or you might be in the nosebleed because they're all general admission tickets. So he goes, uh, that is why uh, you saw that long line yesterday to uh, get in for the basketball game. So answering the questions of some folks, including myself, why that was. Yeah, and uh, Caitlin Clark uh, has definitely promoted this sport to a whole different level. This would be something that will go back, you know, when you look at in, in history. Because, uh, you know, how often does you go wherever she goes, there's a big crowd. Yeah. Keep it up, she, yeah. I, I, whatever. She's she's now she's Taylor Swift now. It doesn't matter what she does. Somebody's going to be talking about it and be happy about it or be angry about it or whatever. Keep on keeping on being you, Caitlin Clark. I can't wait to see her break the record on a Thursday. And when we come back tomorrow, we've got some special guests. Uh, we will be talking about that on tomorrow's show. Luke McNett, thank you so much for joining us on today's program, as well as Carney Wrestling Coach Ryan Bauer. Enjoy this Monday night without football, but plenty of college basketball coming up here on ESPN over the next couple of months. We'll see you tomorrow. You've been listening to a Doug and Daddy podcast brought to you by Cunningham's Journal. Cunningham's Journal, the only bar you need to know in Carnage. Oh, darling, I feel like amazing. Don't make me do that again. Game over!